Well, hello and welcome to the Smells Like Money podcast. Join me, Suzanne Chin-Taylor, the doo-doo diva, as I interview guests who are making an impact on how we manage and operate systems for conveying and treating wastewater. As a veteran of the wastewater, trenchless, and civil infrastructure industry, each week, I'll be bringing you industry know-how from industry pros who know how. Join me each week as I speak with representatives of organizations that are utilizing disruptive or new technologies and methods, and executives who are excited to share how to be successful and sustainable in our vital industry. So whether you want to learn about the latest trends in technology, in treatment or trenchless, gain tips on training and retaining great talent, or simply how to be more efficient, productive, or profitable, this podcast is for you. Ready? Let's dive right in. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Doo Doo Diva Smells Like Money podcast. I have the great privilege of visiting today and bringing, bringing to you Peggy O'Neill, who is a consultant. She does one-on-one -on -one coaching, and she is the developer of a course, and we'll get into that a little bit later because the title in and of itself is very, very intriguing, and it is the wild ones out in the field praxis. And I wanted to bring Peggy onto the show. She's a little bit different than, you know, most of my guests that I bring on because she's not from within our industry. However, the information and the work that she does with business leaders, with managers, with entrepreneurs is something that I feel is really extremely valuable no matter you know where you're at and what your role is in our industry and one of the things about peggy she has lived a career and had the opportunity to work with people and i'm going to let her tell the story about this that most of us can only dream of having the opportunity to work with people that are in this i guess circle for lack of a better term. And so without further ado, welcome Peggy to the show. And I'd love you to share with us a little bit about your history with that famous political family. Thank you, Suzanne, for inviting me to be here. I'm very excited to be, to be able to share uh, what, what you, why you brought me here and then what we're, what's the opportunity for your uh, listeners today. So thank you so much for, for having me here. Yeah. So the, what you're referencing is that, uh, but I'll back it up a little bit. When I was, I went to law school before I became a consultant and coach. I went uh, and I practiced law for about 12 years. Bill and Hillary Clinton were both teachers of mine from law school. And he offered me a job when he became attorney general. So I was an assistant attorney general in Arkansas. When he was governor, he actually asked me if I wanted to be purchasing director for the state of Arkansas. So I was purchasing director running, running a government agency in Arkansas. And then I changed careers by the time he was elected president, but by happenstance or not, I was in the DC area when he was elected and just started my own coaching business. I changed careers at that point, but I thought, well, I know the president. Let me see if I can get a position. Uh, and so I did. So. It's the president that you referred to, and uh, yeah, so I worked for President Bill Clinton. Uh, I worked in the in the Federal Labor Relations Authority, but I was appointed by the president to fulfill that position. Wow! So I mean that that 
the stories that you could probably tell, and that would be another episode for another time, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. But what we're going to focus on today is um, the topic of, and you and I discussed this a little bit offline, I'm going to look at my notes here, is, is the truth about reality and what every leader needs to know. And so I'd like to really do a deep dive on what do you mean by the truth of reality? Yeah, th thank you. Thank you for this opportunity because um, because it's, it's really my passion because I think leaders are people that are managing, leading people, entrepreneurs, running organizations that I would think by definition that they want to be engaged with the world in the most powerful, effective, uh, supportive, creative way. And one way to uh, do that is to actually know what reality is. So we think we've been conditioned. So nobody's done anything wrong. There's no agenda here. But we've been conditioned for hundreds of years now to believe that matter and energy are separate or matter and spirit are separate. And yet what wisdom traditions, all great religions, all great wisdom traditions teach us is that there's only one reality. There's only one being that's infinite, um, magnificent, that there's actually no you over here and me over there, that there's no separation. There's one being and, and quantum physics is now saying the exact same thing. It's been saying it for about a hundred years, but it's just now becoming more mainstream in a way. I mean, more and more people are, are, are being taught this, understand this. And so quantum physics says the same thing. There's one field. We're all intimately entangled. There's actually no separation. And so that's what I mean by reality. I mean, that's reality. It's not even, even though I said that we've thought of matter as separate from spirit, people have thought about it in a spiritual kind of way. Well, there's matter and then there's spirituality. Well, in actuality, what I'm talking about is not spirituality, it's reality, which is there's no separation between matter and energy. It's all one field and everything is made of energy. And the way to also think about that, meaning it all arises from source or spirit, you can call it source, spirit, universe, infinite intelligence, religious name is God's infinite being. Everything arises out of and expresses this one being. And that's reality. And yet most of us are not living in the world as it actually is because we think we're separate and we treat each other as separate. And we, we think we're this uh, finite being going about our activities of the world. And yet what we actually are is an expression. We, we are like waves in an ocean. We would never think a wave is separate from the ocean. No, the wave is informed by the ocean, is expressing the ocean. And that's an actuality, what's going on. Well, to not scare our, our audience and to be very, very clear about the episode, we're not, we're not gonna dive into anything you know, regarding uh, you know, your own personal spirituality or your religious beliefs or challenging any of that. It's just that that was just, you know, to lay the groundwork for this, you know, don't my mom, my mom and my grandma always said, never talk religious religion and never talk politics at the dinner table. So we're, we're not going to do that here on the doo doo divas um, podcast. But the, the underlying principle of that is that 
you know, you shared with me that when we see ourselves as being connected as one, one to ourselves and also one to other people, that when leaders stop developing themselves and trying to learn more about, you know, what was that quote of it? Find myself, you know, find myself. Mm-hmm. And instead, step in and feel comfortable in the shoes of who they are, just as they are, it creates a shift. And you shared with me that people that you've worked with that actually take that step to step into their own existing shoes become more creative. They are more engaged with their teams. They're more engaged with themselves. They're more energetic. Um, They can get more accomplished. And I'm just curious as to why that happens. What is it that we let go of or they they have let go of when they do this that just takes them into this natural state of being able to be more than they've been struggling to be? Yeah. Well, when we're when we're trying to develop ourselves or develop skills or abilities, which of course, uh, you know, great leaders are always trying to do that because that's right. what we've been told to do to become great leaders. And what that means is we're actually seeking something. We're we're, we're thinking that by doing something or developing something, then we'll be who we really want to be someday. And in actuality, the way I work is with the direct path. That when we turn around, instead of seeking out in the world, it's the, like the story of the prodigal son. We go out in the world to develop all these abilities or to make this money or to reach these high places, which is great. But then we realize, wait, I'm still not quite being the leader that I want to be or have the organization that I want. And so what we do is we turn around and take the direct path and look within and realize that all that I've always been seeking, it's already within. I already am the leader that I want to be. And so we stop looking out or trying to get there someday and start in this moment, realize, well, I already am the leader that I am and that I, that I want to be. And then because I already am it. And then what you're saying, what do they have to let go of? Or what do we have to let go of? It's identifying with what we believe to be our separate self to be. We think we're separate. When we think we're separate, then we have this identity or this ego, and ego is not a bad thing. We, we want our ego to support us in carrying out our responsibilities. But when we identify with it as, a, as a, in, a, in an egoic way, like that, an arrogant kind of way, or a separate, a feeling separate kind of way, then what we do is we, we want to protect ourselves. And we do that in all kinds of ways. We want to look good. We want to be the best. We want to do the best. And that's actually a form of protection. So what we're leading with in that case is our, our um, is our separate self, our ego, if we're trying to put on a good face. But when we realize that I'm one with my colleagues, I'm one, like I'm one with you, then I can, and I already am caring about these people. I already am uh, responsible. I already am, uh, I know how to communicate instead of trying to communicate better. I already know how. And so, uh, so we release this sense of separation, this sense of needing to protect ourselves, this, this sense of we quit relying on our thoughts and our emotions. And instead, 
we are allow ourselves, we actually free ourselves from those identities so that we can actually freely express what we truly want to. That's in our, our, okay, I think everybody has this sense, this, we have a heart's desire to be mm. this leader we want to be or the manager or entrepreneur we want to be. And so it's listening to that and letting that guide us, lead us, because that's our essential nature. That's who we truly are. Not all of the trappings of I've got to look good. And when we realize that we're, um, that we're, uh, that we can be free of that, then we actually become what one of my colleagues says, a selfless leader. We get ourself out of the way. So we're more available because now we're, now when we're in a conversation, I'm not trying to say the right thing. I'm not trying to look good. I'm not trying to protect my position. I'm not trying to get you to do something. So I keep my job. Now I'm fully present with this human being in front of me. And I'm honoring this being in this presence and honoring myself by allowing ourselves to, to have a, an open conversation, a conversation that you know, sometimes it's called a safe conversation. There's a lot of issue with psychological safety in the workplace these days. Well, this would get rid of that because now it's safe to be with each other because I'm, I'm being with you to serve you, to support you in your, in your own work. I, I really, really like that. I, something you had mentioned about that, I guess what I wanted you to relate when we first met was if you were to offer a business leader, or even maybe someone that is thinking about launching, they're an employee now, and they're mm -hmm. thinking about launching out on their own, and maybe they're feeling a little bit afraid of, do I have the right stuff mm -hmm. you know, to be a leader, to be my own business owner? What are just maybe two or three things that you could advise someone to step into this mindset that we're talking about here for leadership, what could they shift in the way that they've been thinking? Three quick tips to kind of get them started on that path. Mm -hmm. Well, let's see. That. So, one thing would be to um, um, to because it's it's a it's a it's a three quick steps. I guess the first thing would be to read this book by Rupert Spiral called Being Aware of Being Aware. So if somebody really wants to take on what we're talking about right now, you probably want to read this book first because that gives a person the background. Can you repeat then, that again? Can yeah, you repeat that Being like? Aware of Being Aware by Rupert Spira. That helps, the, that creates the context, the background for stepping into this being that I truly am. And then to start embracing that I'm actually, I'm not this finite, limited being. We identify with our bodies, so we think we're finite and limited. But as I start exploring who I truly am, then I realize, wait, I'm infinite. I actually have access to the universe because I am one with the universe. I have access to all that creativity, that ability, the potential clients, the potential business, the, the, the money, the ability to serve the planet or serve my employees. And to start embracing that in one quick way, to, because all of this is experiential, the, the work that I do. I mean, to really know this one wants to experience it. It's not getting to action. 
that it's experience at first. And so one way to do that uh, too is to somebody can close their eyes and when they close their eyes, uh, uh, just first be in touch with themselves, you know, connect with the energy of their body. And then after a few, few minutes of doing that, just notice their being. Then they can notice with their eyes closed, they cannot notice the edge of their body. But our, if we don't bring in our memory, we cannot notice the edge of our body. So right then it starts to sink in. Oh, I'm one with everything. And almost immediately people relax they, because they sense this knowing that, oh, I'm one with all that is. And then, uh, and then one of the things in this book is to connect with, um, connect with our essential nature, which is we ask ourselves, am I aware? Probably anybody listening to this right now, if you ask yourself, am I aware? Yeah, I'm aware that I'm hearing these two people talk. I'm aware I'm sitting here. And, and, but also notice am I, that I'm aware that I'm aware. Notice I knew I was aware. Oh. And when we, when we connect with that, like every time I do that, it becomes more and more consistent for me. But even right then, as I connected with that, I experienced this vastness, this openness, this peace that I truly am. So as we do that more often and connect with that more deeply, it becomes more real. We realize, oh, that's who I truly am. That experience that we call ourselves I, our whole lives, that I experience of I exist has been with us our whole lives. It's never changed. And so we can connect with that vastness, that magnificence that we are, and then that helps that start sinking in. So is this getting at your question? Yes, uh, yes, it is. Because I'm thinking, may, many people may be thinking to themselves right now, well, this is way over my head, or is this, you know, oh my gosh, she lives near Sedona, she's bringing in the woo-woos. But, you know, that's a, you know the, the new thought and whatnot. But I, I... I think you're hitting on a point that once we know or truly know ourselves, because I think I shared with you, I'm an everything disc certified trader. And I've seen aha moments within teams that when people finally understand who they are, then they're better able to communicate and interact with others around them. And at the same time, that person becomes aware and understands who they are and it's kind of like oh well that explains a whole heck of a lot as to why when i interact with john or joe this is the way that it goes mm -hmm. and not that anything's one is bad mm -hmm. one is the right one or one is the wrong one it just we're talking about it is it's just what it is mm -hmm. it's just what it is and well, because we stop release we, we stop judging ourselves and judging other there people. you go yeah. Because once we connect with this and realize we're all one, then um, as Ramana Maharshi said, he was a guru and on the direct path. And somebody asked him one time, well, how do we treat others? He said, there are no others. And as one of my clients said, a senior lawyer in a law firm, in fact, one of the owners of a law firm said one time, oh, I'm always talking to myself. So when we realize that and embrace that, it starts shifting the relationship that I am with other people, how I want to be with other people. Because I'm talking with some, and it, it's experiential, not conceptual, that I really experience. Oh, there are me, another, another aspect of me. And then I want to address, yes, this does sound a bit woo-woo, I know, and so I want to honor 
I honor your listeners. And I but remember what we started with. We're talking about reality. That's why I'm so passionate about this. Right. This is reality. Science is telling us this. Wisdom teachings for 3,000 years, but science is caught up with it. And, and it's challenging at the beginning, yes, but man, does it pay off for the opportunities for our personal lives, our professional lives, and the people we work with. I love what you said about, you know, they turn, that I'm talking to myself all the time. That's kind of an interesting concept that when we're having a conversation, pretend like you're just talking aloud to yourself to the other person as if they're you. How would you feel if what's coming out of your mouth were said to you? How would that make you feel? That that's what just kind of I got, I got out of there. I got out of that statement. But now the burning question that I have is: All right, what is? <laughs> I love this. The wild ones out in the field praxis. What the heck does that mean, please? I know it's it's a mouthful, but but I, I I'm I'm going with it. So so uh, we'll start with the last word praxis. So typically with programs, you know, we use the word program and there's a whole context around that, that we go to weekends or we go to webinars or, and there's a program and then, oh, the, pro, the weekend's over and okay, I'll try to apply what I did and the book's on the shelf and okay, that's nice. But with a praxis, it means, uh, it means practicing the theory. So with the praxis, it's ongoing where we actually shift our relationship with the work that we're doing, that we're engaging with it for true transformation. We're, in, we're, uh, we're transforming our inner being, our inner knowing. And so it's an ongoing uh, program, if you will, but we really talk about it like a praxis because it's a series of, of uh, a weekend session and weekly calls and a one-on-one -on -one call with me so that it's kind of an immersion experience. The idea that it's similar to is people say, if you want to learn a foreign language, go live in the country and just immerse yourself in that language. So it's that, so it's staying, uh, we're able to stay consistent with the teaching so that we can transform our uh, being uh, to align with the truth, with reality. So that's what practice is. The wild ones, wild stands, the W stands for wisdom. So again, I said, this is wisdom tradition. So we want to be, um, I'm offering, we want to be wise leaders. We want to be wise in the world. So align our lives and our knowing and, our, and how we are with other people with the wisdom traditions. And then I means integrate. So these aren't concepts. We're actually integrating all this into our daily lives, our team meetings, our leadership abilities, everything we're trying to create in our lives. Uh, the L stands for liberate. So as you mentioned, what, what do we have to let go of? We liberate ourselves from these things that hold us back, the beliefs the thoughts, the emotions that keep us from freely living is who we really want to, to uh, be, in fact, liberate. We, we, we all want to be free because we know inherently we're already free. Because if we're one with everything, that's freedom. Ability to create, create magnificent uh, results. And then the D stands for divine. And then we know and live the divine being that we are. Again, as you said, this has nothing to do with religion but it's honoring that each of us is this unique expression of source, this infinite being. And so that's what wild stands for. So the wild ones, and then out in the field, there's a Rumi poem that says, that part of it says, and one day I will meet you in the field out there beyond right and wrong. And that's what he's talking about here. He's talking about 
let's meet each other. And what I'm offering, let's meet each other out in this field where there's no right, no wrong. There's no judgment. We're not, we're, we're learning how to be with each other as who we truly are, which is open and allowing and, and, and respecting and knowing who each of us is, this unique expression of source. So that's where the title came from. I, oh, I love that last part. And as you know, and I've shared with you, you know, how we met was in that workshop. Yes. Was my great passion for this industry mm. and how vital the people are in this industry that do extremely difficult, mm. challenging, and unfortunately, sometimes undervalued, mm. unseen, and unappreciated work. Mm. And that we know this going in. We know this going in that, you know, it's like that old expression, it's a dirty job, but somebody's got to do it. Yeah. And they're dedicated and they love it. And when I bring people onto the show and when I interview folks for magazine articles that, that I write about the industry, I hear so much passion in everybody's voice for what they do in this industry. And that was one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on the show is because I am hoping that some people that may be listening that maybe are feeling that they're not appreciated, that they're not understood, that they might take advantage of this so that they themselves can appreciate themselves, feel better about themselves, understand themselves, that they are an incredible gift to the world. And oh, to everybody yeah. in it because, because if you guys, I, I say this at the close and it's in my newsletter that you are my superheroes because mm -hmm. the people in this industry really are. If, if you did not do the work that you do every day, people like Peggy and myself would not be able to enjoy the lifestyle oh, and yeah. the health that we do. So our hats off to you. And, mm -hmm. and I hope that, you know, there's been some positive, I know this is like a little off off the beaten path of what I usually talk about, but I just felt that this was something that was really important for our industry to be aware of just because we do do the tough jobs that nobody wants to do. And yeah, this is this, what we're talking about today will, de will definitely help someone deeply appreciate themselves, honor themselves. Um, I mean, I'm very grateful for the work of your listeners. I mean, very grateful. And, um, and, and the, the, the paradoxes, is that the right word? But, but once they truly deeply appreciate themselves and know their value, know uh, their own worth, it will be reflected. And I think it becomes infectious too. I've um, often seen great, you know, great leaders in corporations where there's very low, low turnover in staff. Other than there's, you know, things, things happen, but for the most part, people stay for a long time and it's because of the leadership's mm. attitude. And mm. I worked in a firm and, and now looking back on it in hindsight, he was so confident in his own skin as to who he was and how he wanted to show up in the world and how he wanted his staff to show up in the world and, and be, bring their talents to the forefront, that 
it created such a dynamic organization of people that couldn't wait to get up and come to work in the morning. And how incredible is that, that work no longer, if we are managers and leaders, to create an environment where work no longer feels like work, that we're not showing up just because we need a paycheck. Well, we're sure, well we all need a paycheck because we all have to live. Right. But that that's secondary to the list, that we are, we are coming in because we feel like we have a purpose, that we are appreciated, we are valued, and hey, we're getting paid for it too, so that's just the icing on the cake, you know? Shouldn't we all, shouldn't we all have that? And, and I also think that, that that trickles down into our home life too, because we spend, what is it, two-thirds of our life working? Right. And so when we come home, if we're happy in what we do for our living, we're not going to come home and be miserable at night when we sit around the dinner table. And most of us in our, and most of us, Peggy, I think I shared this with you. Most of us in this industry, what we do for a living is not the subject for dinner conversation. Yeah, yeah. So, so when, when our spouses ask us, so honey, how was your day? She's doing that to be polite, but chances are she really doesn't want to hear about how you had a, a bucket of poo fall on you or, you know, like all the dirty work that you do, you know? So, yeah. Exactly what you're saying. I've said for years, people learn how to be citizens of the world in our organizations. Exactly what you're saying, how they're that. treated all day long, how they see themselves, the kinds of relationships they build, conversations they have. That's where we're learning, really, because we experience, like you said, most of our waking hours there. Then whatever that experience is, whatever we're practicing, if you will, the habits of conversation and relating, we're going to take that home. We're going to take that into the community. So, uh, so uh, yeah, I ditto what you said about um how it can be for people in the, in the work in the workplace and, and and exactly what you're saying too that's what will keep people there people want to know that they're valued that they that we see them that we see mm. them they're not just yep. somebody to get the work done so that i look better or get my performance review my own performance <laughs> review because you did the work you needed to do that i see you in the process that makes all the difference all the difference yes so for Peggy, if you can uh, just relate for those of uh, those of you who are tuning in, uh, listening to the podcast and would like to explore, uh, jump on a discovery call with Peggy, learn more about the work that she does. And if maybe it would benefit you personally or perhaps your organization, um, please tell them how they can uh, get in touch with you or learn more. My email is Peggy, P-E-G-G-Y at Peggy hyphen O'Neal, O-N-E-A-L dot com. And they can go to www.peggy-oneal.com and sign up for my newsletter. I send out a weekly email with information that's directly applicable to this conversation today. So it's a very valuable newsletter. And it has all my upcoming events and um, uh, YouTube channel information and so on. Great. Well, again, Peggy, thank you for being willing to come on to the show and uh, talk to what I would consider a very unique audience about what you do. And uh, glad you understand us and you appreciate us. We, we appreciate oh, you for appreciating do. us. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it's been, been a joy to be with you today, Susanna. Oh, thank you. Same here. Same here. Appreciate it so much. Thank you. Thank You're you. welcome. All right. And... Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. Hope you got a lot out of it. And so until next time, 
keep it flowing. Thanks so much for joining me, the Do Do Diva, on this week's episode of Smells Like Money. What stood out to you this week? Share your takeaways by leaving me a review. You can find out more about the new technologies, creating sustainable solutions and insights on how to succeed in our vital industry by subscribing to the show. Whether you want to learn about the latest trends in wastewater infrastructure, treatment or trenchless, you've got it all right here at Smells Like Money. If you're an industry expert and would like to be considered as a guest for the show, book a quick chat with me by visiting calendly.com forward slash the Tuit group forward slash B dash A dash podcast dash guest or simply click the link in the show notes below. Until next week, a big shout out to all my industry friends and those who will be. You are my superheroes. Thanks for tuning in, keeping it flowing, and we'll see you all next week.